Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Pineapple Theory Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Reese, with my co-host, John. John, how the fuck are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. I'm ready for another one. I'm, yeah. on, the new, I'm on the new setup today, so I'm happy. Yeah, do you want to take a moment? I think we spoke about it briefly in the last episode, or, but uh, I'm not sure if we did. Yes, yeah, so. so we recorded on Friday, so I didn't have it at this point. Um, but one of my other like best mate from Scotland, his mm-hmm. brother is, like you know, he's a PC guru. Um and he had like a bunch of he built he built Paul a PC, like a gaming PC. Um mm-hmm. and like, you know, I was extremely jealous of it because I've always wanted a PC, but I've never what like, I've never had the kind of money or you know, to throw into to yeah. dive into PC gaming because it can be an expensive venture once you start to go on it. Um so I phoned him up and asked him like if I was to give you a budget, would you be able to build me a PC? Uh, mm-hmm. and he was like, Nah, don't worry about it. I've got like loads of spare parts sent about so like you'd be doing me a favor and i was like nah i'll give you a budget he was like okay you know what the budgets is a crate of tenants and i was just like wow um so all i had to buy i only had to buy the hard drive um which was a two terabyte seagate hard drive um which was 49 quid on amazon uh the ssd uh which was 30 and then the case which came with four rainbow led fans which was like mm-hmm. 30, 35 quid or something um, and then obviously I treat myself to a second monitor as well because mm-hmm. you can't have a PC and not have yeah, the so now, you, now you've got a proper like YouTuber, Twitch stream gamer setup. I know I might need to get back into the streaming. You might have to. Might I mean, especially because you you could do like a journey from like hardly any PC experience, even if you have some. Just say you have none, and then all the way to where you could end up being for either whatever game you want to put it into, Rocket League or whatever. Well, I've been but, uh, I've been smashing. Uh, Smashing Rocket League on it, and I've been smashing World of Warcraft. I've been I have not felt like go. this in a long time. I've the past, I want to say the past three nights, I've been up to like half four, five in the morning, playing hmm. World, playing World of Warcraft. Like it's, it's you're gonna struggle when you're back to work. Oh, I know. How back on gonna, back back on Monday. How are you gonna live that life? Oh, I'm just gonna have to go back into my old ways, you know. Up up till one in the morning, and then straight to sleep, and then up at half six. Yeah. So I'll survive. I'll survive. I guess you'll make it work. Well, oh, yeah, always do. For this episode, it's obviously good to have a wee catch up. But our last episode was a huge, huge sort yeah, of yeah. catch up. So we're gonna pretty much, I think, just get right into this. And what Let's we're doing do is we're doing a part two, if you will, of the Clone Wars of the essential episodes, which I suggested to John, and John has been watching and is now completely finished. So I believe our last episode, which not literally our last episode, it would have been one before that. So let's say we're now on episode 37. If you go up to episode 35, we would have got up to, I believe it was the end of season four for the Clone Mm -hmm. Wars. So you would have watched season four, episode 21, and episode 22, Brothers and Revenge. And then now we're on season five, episode one. But that's not how we do an intro. We're just going to hit an intro for what we've been watching. And then we're going into this Clone Wars Part 2 breakdown of the essential episodes. Let's do that. She's never seen Star Wars. Ted, the only people in the universe who haven't seen Star Wars are the characters in Star Wars. And that's because they lived them, Ted. That's because they lived the Star Wars. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess just an over... Uh, as always, spoilers. Um, if you haven't seen the Clone Wars and you do care about spoilers, you shouldn't be listening to this episode. Sorry nope. to exclude you, but it's not going to be good for you. 
So um, I guess just first and foremost, an overview. What did you think of sort of, I guess, part two, like finishing up the essential episodes? We, do you think they were better than the first few ones that I gave you? Or like, what do you think? I definitely think the the further, you know, I went on, obviously because every season there was like a three-year gap. So graphics and the quality that you were watching was, you know, second to none. Uh, like, com- yeah. like comparing the first season to season seven, it's crazy um but just for the the content that you got to you know enjoy it was definitely a lot but not like not a lot better in the sense that the first part was rubbish because the first part was amazing but the second Mm -hmm. the set the the few seasons in episode five that we're going about to talk about about maul and savage presses you know the little duo ship through the the universe um all the way toward the 66 it was as as you've said as joe said it's some of the most iconic cartoon TV in, just in history. Yeah, I think that, well, we're literally going to come on to it in, in, a, in a couple, ep- like, you know, a couple intros of these episodes. In, like, in five minutes, you'll find out about Lawless, and that's, like, probably, I think, one of the best episodes in the world ever. But then also just all of season seven is just for me, especially, like, the last, like, four episodes of season seven are just, like, as good as cartoon watching could ever be. Like, as far, I mean, like, the best animated cartoon, whatever you want to call it, I've ever seen is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, but then I would put this up level with that, as far as entertainment goes, would be Season 7 of The Clone Wars, like, well, the, it's fantastic. The, the movies, like, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, that would have had a, a, a much higher funding. Um, Probably, Well, I'm, yeah. guess, I'm guessing so, anyway. Uh, it was like, when people were comparing Lord of the Rings to Game of Thrones, like, yeah. Lord of the Rings had a an unbelievable not Lord of the Rings it was when because it was Endgame that just came out mm. um, they were like comparing Endgame to Game of Thrones and it's like well look at the budget yeah it, it's it like, is it, it is different but I mean it's also different styles that's the thing of animation is that you can do a bunch of different things um, but anyway let's let's hop into this okay so the last ones we would have talked about as I said was like season 4 so we had just to sum up that if just as a quick refresher so as far as the storyline goes so Count Dooku had um, basically ditched Asajj Ventress. Mm-hmm. Asajj Ventress and the Night Sisters had then plotted against Count Dooku by planting a double agent in Savage Press. Uh, Savage Press and uh, Asajj Ventress then try to kill Dooku. They fail. Um, Savage Press then is tasked by the Night Sisters to go away and find his long lost brother Darth Maul, who is still alive. Darth Maul is then found. He's all crazy. He's got these spider legs. The Night Sisters and Mother Townsend sort of fix him up, and then it's all about revenge. Savage Press and Darth Maul unite to seek adventure, revenge against Obi Wan, and that's the very last episode is called Revenge because they basically lure Obi Wan into a, a trap and try and fight him. It's um, a trap. Yada, yeah, yada yada yada. That's end of season four. So season five, the essential episodes I said for season five um, are as follows: number one, number fourteen. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. So, again, these are just my opinion of what the essential episodes are for the Darth Maul and sort of Ahsoka storyline and the Mandalore mm-hmm. storyline. Um, so, episode one picks up where they left off, basically. Um, Savage Press and Darth Maul, as I said, were like fighting uh, Obi Wan. And then they come across another Clone Wars fan favorite character in the name of Hondo. He's like a pirate lord. He's in a bunch of different episodes causing all sorts of mischief and mayhem. He's also in Rebels. 
um, and I'm fairly certain he's going to be in uh, Bad Batch and possibly a live action something or other someday. He's mm-hmm. like a huge like side character. Um, everyone sort of loves him. He's like a he's like an alien Han Solo in a weird way. This like, is the... out, he's completely out for himself. So this is episode one of season five, right? Yeah, episode this, one this is called is... Revival. Yeah, this um, is the episode where. Um... Is this the one where Savage Press and Darth Maul, Savage Press loses his arm, if I remember correctly? Is this that episode? Yes. So yeah. basically, like, so, um, Hon- so fr- from the end of season four, um, Darth Maul and Savage Press are sort of floating adrift in space. And then Hondo's pirates come along in the sort of space wreckage as to where they're at and then pick them up. They then sort of turn Hondo's team against him as traitors. And then Hondo's men then double cross back again, back to Hondo, when they're convinced that Darth Maul and Savage Press aren't going to win. And in the whole sort of kerfuffle, like, yeah, um, Savage Press loses an arm, and I think Maul, like, loses a leg as well. So they're mm-hmm. sort of, like, completely beaten and broken. They get away in a spaceship, but they then get shot down. And that's sort of the end of it. It's basically that, like, Obi-Wan and Hondo, they know each other again through, like, past episodes in the Clone Wars. Um... And yeah, Savage Press and Darth Maul fail, but it's just about how they're sort of battered and bruised, and that's where they're sort of left. Um, they like can't really do too much. Um, in fact, I might have just completely messed up that storyline. I don't think I did though. Um, let me just double check this. Sorry, I'm skimming through the episode now on, on Disney Plus because I think I've gone the wrong way. Um, I don't think you did. No, I have. I've just I've all, all I've done is I've mixed the start with the ending. Okay, so I said at scrap what I just said at the very start. I said that they were like in a spaceship floating and they get found by the pirates. That's not what uh-huh. happens at all. They do get found by the pirates, but they're not like floating in space, sort of like lost or whatever. No, they were going to there. Were they going there? Yeah, they were going there, right? Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, when they're all battered and bruised and beaten. They manage to sort of fly away in an escape pod, uh-huh. and then they're stranded in space. Yeah, so that's the end of it. So the very end of it is they escape with a ship that gets shot down, but they eject into this sort of space pod. Obi Wan and Hondo watch the main part of the spaceship crash, but really, Savage Press and Darth Maul are floating in space in this little escape pod. That's the important part for um, the next few episodes that we're going to talk about. So overall, a good start to the season. It's pretty standard. Good, o- good sort of opener. Yeah, good opener. Not really too much to it. The next one, season five, episode 14. So again, you've got, what, 13 episodes there where nothing happens with them. Um, and there's a bunch of sort of droid anim- uh, episodes and all this stuff. But then you have episode 14, which is called Eminence. So the summary is the Sith's ally with the Death Watch that target Obi-Wan Kenobi. So this is where things get really, really interesting and good for the Darth Maul storyline because... It links with the Mandalore storyline. Mandalore is the planet where the Mandalorians are from, from the TV show Mandalore and all the rest of it. So, what happens here? We have, as I said, the end of the first episode of Season 5. Basically, Darth Maul and Savage Press are floating in space. The Death Watch, who are a Mandalore sort of terrorist organization, who their whole thing is that Mandalore currently is a completely like non-violent, non-conflict country or planet, sorry, they sit on the fence, they're neither separatist nor republic. Yeah, they That's just what prefer the, peace. Yeah, and the leader of them is, uh, her name, uh, Sabine, nope, not Sabine, completely 
The Duchess. The Duchess, Duchess yeah, Satine. Yeah, yeah. Satine. That's Duchess it. Satine. The Duchess Satine. So she's like the leader of this peaceful Mandalore. And Obi-Wan's Death Watch. lover. Ah, well, yes. We do know. I think we know oh, that at this point. Yeah. yeah, we know that they're sort of like they were. They were a thing. They were once. a thing in the past. Yeah. Yeah, and then he became a Jedi. So it was. It was whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So um, yeah, the Death Watch sort of want to bring back the old ways of Mandalore and lead like strong with with violence and combat because the Mandalorians are like these ultimate warrior fighters and they've forgotten mm-hmm. their ways. So Darth Maul and Savage Press get picked up by uh, by the Death Watch as they're floating around in space. And they sort of form a union. So um, what happens is, as I said, Maul and Savage were like pretty much brutally damaged at the end of that first episode. So they give Maul um, his proper legs now. So these aren't these are no longer the legs that Mother Townsend gave him. These are like Mandalorian built proper proper legs. Yeah. And Savage Press gets a, a robot arm because everybody in Star Wars gets a robot arm. Everybody's then, got a, yeah. Yeah, and then Maul sort of talks to the leader of the Death Watch and manages to convince him that what they need to do to take over Mandalore is to ign- uh, unite with the crime syndicates. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of different crime syndicates like Crimson Dawn, uh, the Spice Gang, the Huts, like all these different things. And um, basically, oh, the Black Sun. And what they do is they start recruiting all of these criminal underworlds to sort of join them to build up an army. The plan being that they can then take over Mandalore. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The leader of the Death Watch, who I'm completely blanking on his name, so maybe if you could just Google that quickly for me. That's uh, um, Thingwee's sister. That's the Duchess's sister, right? Uh, is it no, not? No, uh, no, that's not at that point. No, so she she is a part of the Death Watch, and she's also in Mandalore. But, um, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I Bo, know who he is. Bo, Bo-Katan the guy. is her name. So the ginger yeah. girl in this, Bo-Katan... Her story arc is she starts in this terrorist organization, the Death Watch. She then flips later on and becomes good. She then starts her own thing, and then you see her in Mandalore in live action. Uh, Pre Vizsla. No, Pre Vizsla, that's it. Okay, so the leader of Death Watch, Pre Vizsla, his plan is basically to use Maul and use Savage Press because they're good warriors to help them take over Mandalore and help them unite the crime syndicates to take over Mandalore, and then he's going to like imprison them or kill them, and that's it. Whereas Darth Maul... And Savage Press are basically thinking the flip of that. They're thinking that they can use the Mandalorian warriors to unite the crime syndicates to take over Mandalore so they can rule sort of in secret mm-hmm. um, to then lure Obi-Wan in and get their revenge that they, they want on Obi-Wan. So, as I said, uh, so season, yeah, season 5, episode 14 is pretty much just them plotting and talking with Death Watch about how they're going to sort of overthrow Mandalore and unite the crime syndicates. Pretty good episode, um, but... Again, sort of these episodes... Just building. Uh, yeah, they're sort of all building to, to, to a point. So then episode 15 is Shades of Reason. So this is where I think they eventually... Yeah, they do. They they finally decide, okay, we're going to go and get Mandalore now. Mm-hmm. And the way that they do it is that they basically... Uh, they, they, they plan a fake terrorist attack. So they get the crime syndicates to attack Mandalore. And Duchess Satine obviously is not a, a violent. She doesn't have an army. She doesn't have any combat warriors or anything. She just sort of has guards, but they, they're overthrown very easily by these yeah. crime lords. And then Death Watch swoop in, save the day by, you know, arresting all of the crime syndicate who are really working for them in the first place. Yeah. They, they arrest them all. The people then see that Death Watch are here. 
and we're here to protect you and they basically undermine Duchess Satine's sort of ways by talking to the people saying like Duchess Satine has left let you all go soft and would let you all die death watch are here to save you we're strong with the old ways we like will fight for our people we'll keep you all alive all this sort of stuff um and again part of the sort of like crime syndicate coming in and and attacking they also use uh darth uh not no they don't use darth maul i don't think i think they just use savage press so savage press then um has like they stage a fight against uh pre vizsla pre vizsla then wins again sort of building up the hype that you know i can you know i'm i'm the i'm the leader we can I, take I should, on Seth. yeah exactly that um and yeah so oh the mall is a part of it yeah so they then stage in front of the whole crowd that they with captured the leader of this terrorist attack in in mall and you know duchess satine sucks basically is the is the word of the day um yeah and then what really ends up happening which is the most interesting part of all of this is then everything turns into a double cross so whereas darth maul and savage press sort of thought that they were just staging it pre vizsla then acts his whole plan they assume mm-hmm. that they've already got mandalore at this point so they lock up um they lock up darth maul and savage press and then when they're in prison, they meet this guy called Almanek, who you would have seen in the previous Mandalore episodes, where he's mm-hmm. sort of like running, he's running a black market under Duchess Satine's rule. So like he gets imprisoned. So then they sort of put their main plan into place, which is break out of prison, defeat um, Death Watch, and then they'll put Almanek in charge, and then Darth Maul and Savage Press will run things from, like, behind a curtain, basically. Like, Almanek will be their puppet to, to, to bend their will whatever way. And we have one of the best fight scenes ever, because like in Game of Thrones, trial by combat, Mandalore in the old ways, that's exactly how they do things. So Darth Maul breaks out of prison, he then challenges the leader um uh pre vizsla to uh basically a trial by combat he can't say no because of the mandalorian sort of laws and whatnot and it's also a thing of sort of like um the dark saber in itself in the mandalorian tv show you'll see it and they talk about it at the very end but basically the only way you can be the ruler of mandalore who has the dark saber is by beating whoever the previous ruler is in combat so the idea is that the Darksaber only goes to the champion, the winner, the ruler, the king, what, queen, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so then we have Darth Maul against Pre Vizsla, and Darth Maul humps him uh, and literally ends up decapitating him, which is like crazy for like a kid's show sort of cartoon. Um, in fact, I've got the, the, the sound file is, is pretty damn amazing. So I'm just going to play that very quickly. is more like beating pre down in a, just a fist fight and now he's on the ground Maul sits in the throne and then picks up the Darksaber like you said it's only the strongest shall rule and there we go that's his head off And then that all happens in front of Bo-Katan, who's the ginger, right? Uh, yeah. So now, by Mandalorian rule, all of Pre-Vizsla's men, women, the, 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 
the the death watch should be under darth maul's com- command right mm-hmm. yep but they say no this isn't right he's not a man like darth maul's not a mandalorian he can't rule so bo katan and a couple others break off and sort of escape and have a huge huge fight just there and then they break away and sort of run away um and that's pretty much the end of death watch as 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 you know it under yeah. Previsler and all the rest of it because then it becomes sort of Maul's Death Maul's Watch pirate if army you will. type thing yeah and then you have um who uh Bo-Katan then goes off and leads as like a separate sort of Mandalorian group but this is Bogatan that's she's in the Mandalorian right yeah so she's in yeah. the Mandalorian and the coolest thing about that is that um Bo-Katan the voice actor who plays Bo-Katan gets to play Bo-Katan as actual live-action Bo-Katan that's, in The Mandalorian. Cool. Which that's is cool, cool because it's it's very rare that your voice actor actually looks anything like your character. So I don't uh-huh. know if they saw her as a voice actor and then just made the character after her. Look like her. Or if she just literally, if she dyes her hair, she just plays it. But she was amazing. Yeah. And obviously hearing the actual voice like all the way across you know, makes such a, such a big difference. It's, it's really kind of cool. Um, so that was episode 15, Shades of Reason. I'm going to mm-hmm. let you talk for a little bit. What's your sort of thoughts so far on these few episodes when you were watching it? Well, so the... the before we get onto Lawless, t- before t- we get yeah. onto the one. Them taking over... Because, uh, so, an interesting thing with the Clone Wars that I found was the amount of different characters in one way or another that kind of, they, like, circle around, like, who's helping her. Because, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, like, the Death Watch are helping Maul get to Mandalore because they're both kind of helping each other get what they want so like yeah kind of both parties win which we obviously find out that that's not what happens um and then uh what was i gonna say and then i they obviously split off and then they go and help other people later on which we'll come to in season seven uh that's just one thing that i find really interesting because you don't get that with with the movies no, I mean, like, so here's here's the way I think about it, though, is that, like, movies can only show so much, right? Yeah, because you can't they, dive deep into, I mean, this yeah, is probably, you can, like... You've got to do the bare essentials. of content, yeah. Yeah, so that's where they can really dive into it in the animation and in TV series, is they can make sure that every single character, it's actually properly rounded off. So, like, yeah, I, it's... That's what I mean. Like, if you're if you're a genuine Star Wars fan, and if you can look past the sort of cartoonish animation of this, the actual stories themselves within these episodes, and especially in these essential episodes I'm talking about, not the stupid Jar Jar Binks episodes, but like actual like content episodes. Content, yeah. It's so good. Like, it's second to none because the attention to detail is all there. You get to, as you say, follow all these different characters, and it's not just about Luke or Ray or you know Anakin. It's yeah. about all these extra it's side characters and everything too. that's happening. And that's that's so that's where I think that season seven is like kicking ass because, yes, you watch you watch uh, Return of the Sith or whatever it is, Revenge of the Sith, and you see Anakin's fall to the dark side and Order sixty six mm-hmm. happening and what happens with Yoda and what happens with Obi Wan, but then season seven of the Clone Wars goes through what happens with every like Ahsoka and what yeah. happens with Rex and what happens with the actual clones themselves and how they're dealing with it and mm-hmm. oh it's so good anyway okay. Moving on to the best, I think, probably the best episode. Yeah, I'm going to say the best episode in the Clone Wars. Just because so much... You're going to have to give me a... 
Okay. Quick, quick recap on this one. So here's the quick recap. This is the one that I really wanted to watch with you, but uh, unfortunately it didn't happen. The reason this is my favorite is because my favorite character is Darth Maul, and just so much happens to him in this episode that it's like his his ultimate high happens in this episode, and then also his ultimate low Whoa. happens in this episode. So his like he just gets thrown through the ringer here. Anyway, and then immediately after this episode, it leads into the best Darth Maul comic book that there is that I'm going to talk about and I need to send to you or get you to log into my account so you can read it because it's amazing. Okay, so season five, episode 16, The Lawless is what it's called. Right, so, I've, yeah, I've just read the quick description here. Yeah, so the quick... captures the team. Is this yeah, the one so, where... Ah, blah, 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 blah. Don't, just don't. I'm just going to go through it and then you Let's pitch him once I've it. said Let's it, okay? Don't okay. jump it. Okay, okay. Okay, so using Duchess Satine, Darth Maul lures Obi-Wan into a trap is the overview. Okay, so Darth Maul in the previous episodes just um, beat Pre Vizsla and is now leader of the new Death Watch. So coolest thing, number one, that happens is that all the Mandalorians under his power spray paint themselves yeah, that and was their cool. armor to look like Darth Maul. So they've got like red and they put horns on their helmets and like yellow eyes. And like I have, I'm showing John on camera here. I have a bobblehead of what it looks like because I think it looks so damn cool. Um, so yeah, so it's very clear to see that you have these red Mandalorians who are Darth Mauls. And then you have these blue Mandalorians that are uh, Bo-Katans, which is again, the separation sort of, as I said in the last one on the beheading, like, you know, they broke away and they were like, no, he's not our true leader. We're mm -hmm. sort of separate from that. So the episode starts with Duchess Satine, who is in prison being broken out by Bo-Katan's sort of like friends, helpers, like cousin or something like that. She managed to just get a little bit away, but not fully outside of the city. And she sends a message to Obi-Wan saying pretty much, I think she actually says it. I think she says the exact words. Which is very interesting, so I'm going to play it. Listen to this, Star Wars fans. So You're she's clear. trying to get Signal to send a message. This is a message for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I've lost Mandalore. My people have been massacred. Obi-Wan, I need your help. Yeah. yeah. So, that's the original... I mean, it's not, obviously, the original. But in the timeline, it's the first time Obi-Wan's probably heard the, Obi-Wan, I need your help, which I is, need, you know, I need you. Yeah, like the throw to the classic Star Wars, the original Star Wars, where it's like, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. It's like Leia sort of thing. Anyway, yeah. cool touch there. So anyway, Duchess Satine manages to send out away this emergency message to her, like, basically her ex-lover let's call it but they never officially did anything i don't think but sort of the love of her life is obi-wan she says please i need your help now this is where it gets a little bit political but we then see obi-wan receive this message with master yoga with master yoga yoda yoga yep and uh basically the jedi because they are um sort of helping the republic and support the republic and they're in a war at the minute against the separatists so there's the mm -hmm. republic and the separatists separatists led by count dooku republic led by uh, supposedly chancellor palpatine and the jedi mandalore has declared itself a neutral planet again as i said duchess satine's whole rule is that they won't be involved in any sort of thing outside of mandalore they're a peaceful uh, planet they don't need like you know to, to say anything so therefore under laws and regulations which the jedi are tied to they are not allowed to help Mandalore because if they do help Mandalore, that will be seen as the Republic stepping onto Mandalore's territory, if you will. And the Separatists might not like that. It might kick off or it might kick off within Mandalore and cause a civil war and all this stuff. 
So no Jedi can be seen entering Mandalore because of those political reasons. Well, that's what they were. There was, was it when they were being invaded by Death Watch? Um, they asked, uh, Satine asked Obi Wan yeah. for help then, and the the te- the Jedi Temple or the Jedi Council said no, we can't because yeah. it's, there's too much like conflict. Yeah, exactly. Um, they just said they had to be they had to be like left to their own devices. They said that they'd be a neutral planet, so therefore they have to have just been, yeah. deal with it themselves, basically. Yeah. Because especially as the Death Watch as well wasn't like coming from any separatist sort of invasion. This was their own. It was just their own people sort yeah. of rebelling. It's sort it of like a civil, civil war. Civil war, pretty much, right? Yeah. So, Darth Maul actually allows this to happen. So it cuts to a scene where you see that Darth Maul allowed Satine to break mm-hmm. out of prison to get only so far so that she could send a message because he knows about her relationship with Obi-Wan and she he knows that she's going to message him. And then he also knows that re- the Republic and the Jedi will not allow Obi-Wan to come uh, like with any army, so he'll be forced to come alone, alone by himself to do a rescue mission. So that's exactly what Obi-Wan does. He disguises himself as, you know, just sort of like a, a, a tradesman or whatever, like sort of... Mm-hmm. Uh, lands breaks into the prison um and busts out satine but that's all a trap he quickly gets captured and so does satine and then we have this amazing amazing scene in uh in the throne room so darth maul is sitting on the throne he's got print uh duchess satine to his left and he's got savage press to his right and then obi-wan sort of in handcuffs like being held in front of him and I don't know if I should just play the scene or if I should explain what happens. I mean, you, you could you could play it and then just explain it. Okay. So this is like this is what I was this is what I was about to say. Okay. I think this yeah. is what I remember. This is so again. If you if you know Darth Maul, and if you know Obi Wan Kenobi, this is like Darth Maul hates nothing more than Obi Wan Kenobi. Yep. So anyway. You and your Duchess. All right. I'll go back. Your noble flaw is a weakness shared by you and your duchess. You should have chosen the dark side, Master Jedi. She's being forced to choke her emotions. Betray you, your fear, and yes, your anger. Let your anger deepen your hatred. Don't listen to him, Obi. Quiet. You can kill me, but you will never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. It is more powerful than you know. And those who oppose it are more powerful than you'll ever be. I know where you're from. I've been to your village. I know the decision to join the dark side wasn't yours. The Night Sisters made it for you. Silence! You think you know me? It was I who languished for years, thinking of nothing but you. Nothing but this moment. And now, the perfect tool for my vengeance is in front of us. I never planned on killing you, but I will make you share my pain, Kenobi. So he just force pulled her whilst choking her into the dark saber, cut her through the stomach. 
and Maul just goes back to sit on his throne, like smiling. That was his whole thing. He was trying to break Kenobi. So like Satine then dies in Obi-Wan Kenobi's arms. And then Savage Press says to Darth Maul, he's like, now do we kill him? And Maul just laughs and says, no, just put him in a cell and let him drown in his sadness. Sorrows. Yeah. Well, that's what I, all he wanted to do, because it, it would be too easy to kill him. He well, that's caused the thing, him but you know, like, so much pain. As so. he sort of says there, he, he never really planned to do this, but it's obviously like the ultimate power move, right? Is that like yeah. what's worse... What's worse than dying yourself is watching the person you love most in the world die, die. in front of you. Yep. Um, so yeah. So more. So every single time I watch this episode, it's like, it's like a, it's a really, or this moment in this episode anyway, it's a really mixed sort of feeling because I love Darth Maul and I love seeing him get his sort of revenge as far as like a bad guy goes. Like this is like a power fucking play. Like this is the mm-hmm. height of Darth Maul at his like oh, yeah. kicking ass sort of thing. At the same time, as you just like you, you tear up for Kenobi because like his girlfriend just got massacred in front of him by this uh-huh. guy that like he he probably hates as well. Um, well, he'll yeah, feel just, a little bit of blame because you know he thought he killed him. Yeah, and the best part about that is that that's only halfway through the episode. Mm-hmm. So Obi Wan Kenobi is getting you know is clearly really upset, and then we cut to a very short clip of Chancellor Palpatine. And he's like looking out a window, and he says something. I can't. I can't say. It, I. I. I can't quite remember the quote word for word. But he says something about like, you know, I have to. I have to take care of something. Like he senses in the Force that this huge moment has just happened, and that Darth Maul, his his old apprentice at this point, mm-hmm. um, is like rising to power. Um, I think he's kept tabs on it, and he he knew that it was happening, but it wasn't really too much. But now that he's had this moment, Darth Maul's power and anger and strength and sort of yeah everything has just come to Heightened. a new level right yeah and also he now controls mandalore which you know coming up to order 66 could really sort of mess with his plot if darth maul tries to make too many power plays and you mm-hmm. know comes against the republic or anything else so we see this brief moment where like yeah he's basically puts on his hood and his you know his darth sidious outfit yep says prepare my shuttle and then he goes off anyway we then see Obi-Wan being led away to the prison, but then uh, as he's being led to his cell, these blue Mandalores come in, Mandalorians come in, beat up the red ones, and then take Obi-Wan away, give him a jetpack so that he can escape, and this is Bo-Katan. So this is the ginger girl. Obi-Wan then finds out that you know Bo-Katan's um, is Sabine's sister. Mm-hmm. So again, like they are both sharing in this loss that literally just happened. She's obviously, yeah, she's obviously been murdered, and uh, the Death Watch and Bo-Katan's Blue Mandalores are in a fight. Um, sort of civil war is basically starting to happen now, fully. And she sends Obi Wan away. She managed to get him to escape, but she says, "Please go tell the Republic what has happened here. We need your help. We are asking for your help. You have to bring troops here." Obi-Wan says, if you do that, it will be breaking all of your people's trust in sort of the Mandalorian rule and all this stuff. And she says, it doesn't matter, like, Mandalore will survive, but Maul has to die, basically. Mm -hmm. She knows that, yeah, Darth Maul is not to be trusted, he's too bad, so they need the Republic's help and all that stuff. Now, that's a tiny little moment that happens in the spur of the, the moment, but it leads to a bunch of shit going into the Mandalore TV series and everything in the comic books thereafter. 
So it's a little thing, but just keep that in mind. The rest of this episode, though, is where this shit gets fucking crazy. Because Darth Sidious arrives on Mandalore, walks into the throne room, and oh, we get and this yeah, shit, amazing I forgot this moment. Okay, so I'm just going to play it because I, I love the, the voice of this part. So. Hmm, I sense a presence. Darth Maul. A presence I haven't felt since. Master. He shows himself. He shits himself, and then Darth Sidious walks into the throne room. It's just Darth Maul and Savage Press. This master. I am most impressed to see you have survived your injuries. I used your training, master, and I have built all this in hopes of returning to your side. That's bullshit. Hmm. How unfortunate that you are attempting to deceive me. Master? You have become a rival! Anyway, so, I love that part because Darth Maul, as I said, has just had the highest high of his career, right? He's gone through all this pain and suffering against Obi-Wan, and then he's just cut down his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And the confidence in which he talks and speaks and everything is like, he's just he's oozing it right he's this evil evil guy and then even the way he's talking about it, it's like i sense a presence i haven't felt since and then he says master like yeah. a little child like a, little like, a like a scared little child mm -hmm. and that is just the complete depth of darth maul's character summed up is that like at the end of the day he's like his origin story is that darth sidious took him away as a child from his village which is what obi-wan was alluding to there like they know this Mm -hmm. And the end of the day, he's still that scared little child against Darth Sidious. Um, and yeah, anyway, so yeah, and he he obviously like bullshits his way. He tries to bullshit his way because he's been doing this all for him. He's definitely not been doing this to to give it to Darth Go Sidious. Go back to it. No, yeah, yeah. He well, just wants... his his point of view is master left him to die. Exactly. Yeah, and you see you see that in the episode, uh, season four where he's talking to Savage Press and he talks about how like his like literally like was left for dead. He was broken. Mm. Like so, he hates Obi Wan. He hates the Sith. All this sort of stuff. So he's no longer Darth. He's just Maul. Anyway, Darth Sidious then power plays. Fucking just walks into the throne room, throws both Darth Maul and Savage Press, force choking against the window, and then draws his double. Well, I say. Not his double lightsaber. He has two individual red lightsabers. And then yep. he fights Savage Press and Darth Maul. And it's cutting in and out of that main fight scene. And then the uh, the, the Civil War fight scene with the Mandalores outside. It's an awesome, awesome fight. And then what ends up happening is that Darth Sidious cuts down um, Savage Press. And then Force flies him away. Darth Maul runs over to his brother who's dying in his arms and fades, you know, fades away. And uh, Savage Press says, you know, I, I was never like you, brother, like I, I, I wanted to be, but I'm, I'm not you sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And then Darth Maul is beaten and be the end of the episode is just Savage, uh, is um, Darth Sidious like force lightning Darth Maul on the ground whilst he is like screaming out in pain, begging for mercy, which I'll play you now. So this is Darth Maul now completely beaten. Have mercy. Please. Please. There is no mercy. 
Do not worry. I'm not going to kill you. I have other uses for you. <laughs> so anyway, that's the end of the episode. So once again, you see Darth Maul from like the height of his fucking like awesomeness down to this scared, wimbling, begging for mercy like nothing character. He goes from and hero to bitch. Exactly. And I just think that that's why like this is my favorite episode is because one, Darth Maul finally gets everything that he he's always wanted. But then two, in the exact moment he gets everything he's always wanted, his past comes back and and beats his ass to the grass. Like, he's got nothing. Um, and then, immediately after this episode, it goes into a comic book called Darth, uh, Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. And basically, what happens in, in short, I'm just going to sum this up. I'm going to sum it up with lim very limited to no spoilers. So, Darth Maul gets captured and sent to this prison. Okay, by so he obviously Sidious has now beat him to the ground. He then sends him away to this prison. His loyal Death Watch sort of Mandalores realize they need Darth Maul in this civil war, so they go to break him out. And then in that prison, Darth Maul meets Count Dooku, who is obviously Darth Sidious's new apprentice. Mm -hmm. He also meets General Grievous, the robot with all the lightning, uh, sorry, uh, lightsabers. And also Mother Townsend comes into it. And there's a huge fucking fight on this planet. And what, whatever happens after it um, is uh, it's all in that comic book. And it's amazing. But yeah, Lawless. What, what do so, you think of that? <laughs> I, well, I loved Lawless. Um, but I'm looking at these next couple of episodes. And I actually really enjoyed these these yeah. next few episodes. I thought the, the turn of Ahsoka was... I love this one. You know how yes. this is this kind of pulls into what I was talking about earlier how um you know Ashoka's working with someone that we're going to be talking about in a little well, bit. Well, I'm I'm going to let you probably go through these episodes then cuz it's been a hot minute since I've seen these two. I've gotten like a brief notes on it and I can skim through the episode, but um I haven't yeah, seen you're gonna, these you're ones. Yeah, you're going to need to do a bit of skimming cuz I mean, I watched these I want to say a good Eight nine weeks ago, I watched them okay. a long time ago. Well, the, the the short the short summary of the next few. So it's episodes 17, 18, 19, and twenty. The summary of it is that basically um, there's a bomb that goes off at the Jedi Temple, and the the Jedi have no idea what happened or how it happened. But there is CCTV footage or something that puts Ahsoka at the location at the time. So the Jedi basically don't trust her and put her on leave. Say, look, whilst we're investigating you and all this different sort of stuff, she's set up. Basically, Ahsoka is set up by another Padawan who's who's up to no good. Mm -hmm. But the Jedi don't trust her. Even after all these years of how much she's helped the Jedi and has been learning and even Anakin, like, you know, Anakin doesn't believe it, but also doesn't really have her back. So it's all about how... Ahsoka kinda, comes to the, the, the yeah. The she comes to the understanding that it's not really about what the Jedi stand for. It's about how politically twisted the Jedi are by the mm -hmm. Republic, by Chancellor Palpatine, by everything. And then it she it's her epiphany of the Jedi are not good the way they should be good. And mm -hmm. you sort of hear you hear this in um, uh, the Last Jedi um, with Luke Skywalker talking about like even in the height of their powers like the Jedi were corrupt and were like twisted and you know uh, sort of deceived by the dark side this is all because they get too involved in the political side of things and they're not what they should be which is guardians of the peace like uh -huh. um, and this is how at the end of this so episode 20 Ahsoka ends up leaving the Jedi even though she gets cleared they find out you know this other Padawan did it you know Ahsoka's name is cleared 
and she can come back and be a Jedi once again. Ahsoka says, no, I'm done. I'm leaving. This isn't what the Jedi should be. And it's really opened her eyes to what the Jedi actually are. And that's why she knows that in her heart and soul, she has to leave. Yeah. And it's these four episodes that Ahsoka has been amazing throughout the whole series. She's a really fun character, but these four episodes really set up who Ahsoka is in rebels, who she is in the Mandalore TV show, who she is in the book Ahsoka um, who she is in season seven that we see coming up. And this is why like a lot of Star Wars fans say that Ahsoka is the best character because kind of similar to Qui-Gon Jinn in a way, she doesn't confine to what the Jedi sort of are as Republic mm-hmm. political Jedi. She understands what the Jedi should be and what they used to be at their core and how at the end of the day, it's basically that Ahsoka just wants to be a good person and help those who can't get help from anywhere else. Um, and uh, and yeah, it's really like, uh, it's nice, f- good feeling sort of the fact that Ahsoka does this. Because uh, you watch it as a fan, you're like, oh no, Ahsoka, I want you to be a Jedi, like stay, stay. But then also you listen to what she's saying, you're like, oh shit, no, you're, you're right. That like, you're being actually, you're being, you're being the bigger person here and actually leaving yeah. is a show is like a sign of like a huge amount of strength in your in your characters and in your in your belief as a an alien twilight person <laughs> um, well so that so the it was just the the way that like all the small things that i'm, I'm pretty sure it was uh palpatine that was he'd set it up uh, i think so yeah so it was the guy in the temple he didn't actually set the bomb off. Oh, he he was the bomb because it was his wife that made it in this in his sandwich or something. It was like tiny um, micro. It was like micro bombs. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, so he ate them and then exploded at work. So it seemed like he set it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ahsoka, she obviously noticed this. Noticed that she had like some kind of residue. I can't remember how she worked it out. But she went to the prison cell that his wife was being held at, and yep. then there's a CCTV of it looking like she's force choking yes, him. That's it. That's uh, it. For that's her, it. sorry, but it's yeah, actually Palpatine. Grand, it's yeah, it's Grand Admiral Tarkin as well as in there, who is like Palpatine's right hand. Yeah, man. so he's like, oh, you killed him. Like you killed her. You, you it was obviously you. Yeah, um, and Ahsoka needs to like run away to uh-huh. try and sort but of then, clear her name. As she's trying to clear her name, she works with Ventress. Yeah, Asajj Ventress, who is also at this point just sort of out for herself as like a bounty hunter, doing not much. But I don't think the Jedi really know too much about what's going on because, again, there's CCTV footage of her looking like she's conspiring against the Jedi with with Asajj Ventress. Mm. Um, So it's like one bad thing, like, you know, one of those one wrong place, wrong moment. It just keeps building and building. Yeah, um... Until finally she's cleared, but then you know I I agreed with her choice. You know, fuck the Jedi Council. Yeah, go and do go and do your own thing. Yeah, no. um, which very we would have never got season seven if she didn't. Very true. Very true. Um, yeah, I I as I say those those the, four episodes I think are Ahsoka like. Even if you don't watch any of Ahsoka's backstory or see her sort of in the Clone Wars doing other things like Anakin, those four episodes are enough to sort of watch those, then watch the season seven episodes, then go into the Mandalorian TV show and you'll get a rough idea as to why she's there. And also Mm -hmm. what you see of her in Rebels, you'll see how she is the way that she is. Um, 
but uh yeah i uh, i'm glad you i'm glad you like those episodes and i'm definitely going to go away and give them give them a rewatch because again yeah, it's, I really it's been enjoyed a minute those ones. um okay so that's all the season five now on to season six now first season six there's not too much i don't think so season i six... watched i actually watched the first four episodes of season six yeah um just briefly because it's not like there's much going on but it's one of those ones that you said how close they are yes like to uncovering the yes. truth so and you're this, like they actually know like there's some yeah, people that this know is where it's what's like about painful. to happen yeah so it's a, it's the same with like mortis there's a there's a part in mortis where he gets anakin gets a, a vision of him turning into darth vader in the mm. future and how like if he goes off the path he's going to become Darth Vader and all the suffering that he's going to cause. He actually finds that out, but then he gets his memory wiped. And it's one of those, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, he like would, he would everything know could if have been. Just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so season six, the main episodes here are not to do with any real Jedi or, or, or Sith or anything. It's all about the clone clone troopers. So to, to sum up these episodes, because again, like it's been a minute since I've watched them. So you need to watch season six, episode one, two, three, and four. And basically what happens is that there's a clone trooper who's having this mental illness. He's having like he's having these like outbursts, I think, and he's he's losing his mind a bit. Yeah, cuz he and, actually kills one of the Jedi masters on their invasion yeah. of what are they what are they somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he does. It's the big, so, it's the big alien looking guy who's he's yeah. testing um he's the one that was te- he no, oh, that's what it was. No. It was 5, so yeah, um, Fives is Rex. The... Rex's best mate, Five. He thought yep. was dead. Well, he, he knew he wasn't dead. Um, but then, like the clones were uh, the the fucking not the clones, the droids. The droid the droids. armies were just countering everything yes. that the the clones were throwing at them. They were mm-hmm. countering it perfectly, and yep. he knew they had to have Five because he was like the strategical mastermind. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and that's few, why they go there. Yeah, a few episodes back again. I didn't put it as an essential episode, but again, you can always go back and find these. It was like, a good episodes. one. I, I enjoyed these ones actually. Yeah. So um, the yeah Rex is sort of your main clone trooper that you know of. He's mm-hmm. Ahsoka and Anakin's right hand man, um, and sort of the leader. And they have their little group who are like the blue clone troopers. And one of them, as you said, is Fives. Fives previously got captured, and the Separatists are using his mind to use his tactics so that they can beat the clone troopers because he's using one of their own against them without you know them knowing or whatever. Anyway, they eventually get Fives back um, or they figure out that it's Fives. They get him back and like all these all these things are, are happening to him and like it's just, it's just all off, right? Um, and then Fives basically uncovers the secret um, in Kamino about this chip this inhibitor chip in in every single clone's head mm-hmm. and i think he tells a couple people or he gets close to telling a couple people but again because he's having all these mental sort of like issues or whatever it's whether they believe him or not yeah they think he's um, having a mental breakdown and i think at the very end of it fives like like it's it's all getting shut down it's all like a big conspiracy theory basically but he knows about these inhibitor chips in their brain and he knows that like they're they're he doesn't quite know what they're used for but he knows that they're going to be used at some point to mm-hmm. to control the clones to do something um yeah it's just like fives uncovers a, a construct in the brains of all the clone troopers and then five like quests for answers bring him to coruscant so he ends up going in front of emperor uh, lord lord Pal- chancellor palpatine sorry um and sort of saying about these inhibitor chips which obviously is like 
hugely funny because he's, he's actually talking that. to the guy who's like set up the whole fucking inhibitor chip sort of <laughs> yep. issue. Um, but it's just like, yeah, it's just how close he gets to sort of sorting everything out. But then you get this very, very dark, menacing scene at the end of the last episode. So I'm just going to play that. This Lord is, Tyrannus. This is, so Lord Tyrannus is um, Count Dooku. Yep. This is a Camino sort of talking to him. And then it's gonna, him. Yeah, and that's going to be Count Dooku talking to um, Darth Sidious. Receive the inhibitor chip that you requested. I have indeed. You have done well, Doctor. Discovered, Master. The clone in question is now dead, and the Jedi still suspect nothing. Good. Destroy all evidence. When the time comes, no one will be able to stop our plan to execute Order 66. <laughs> so, such an evil laugh. Yeah, they come so, 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 so close to getting it all sorted however the only bonus is that rex does take away the sort of knowledge and sort of his promise to fives is that he will like look into it as far as he can but if my fellow something whatever they do here they manage to deceive him for for some reason but rex does know a little bit about inhibitor chips now and he knows something of it which then becomes key in season seven which we're going to talk about in a bit but yeah those four episodes are painful to watch because it's like oh you're so fucking close but they're literally like right there but, yeah but that's the depth that's the depth of what like so if you watch like as i say like if you just watch the movies you'll be like oh how did no one know about order 66 like and how this did, is uh, like this is like the detailed backstory of how close they came and mm-hmm. there's a couple things that happen where it's just like oh fuck you were so, you were almost there you almost had it like and also though it goes to show how hard count dooku worked for lord sidious to keep everything going keep everything ticking over like count dooku really did sort of was was the main man pulling the strings coordinating the fights leading the separatists to make everything go as smooth a transition from order 66 through to the new empire and how Mm -hmm. everything can just transition so quickly it's it's really like genius and the uh the genius in the movies and george lucas's sort of vision for the whole storyline really dave filoni and and all that sort of like they managed to make it look so much better with these little side stories of it all knitting together and weaving so so well um so yeah so those were those were those ones um did you watch there's only one more episode that i suggested for season six which was episode 10 this was cypher ds yes cypher ds this is the one i actually watched um the one with Sifo Diaz, so that's when Anakin and Obi... Okay, so if you can talk for like as much as you can about that, I just need to plug in my laptop here. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so as much as I can remember, Anakin and Obi Wan they find out now. Why I'm trying to remember what how they find out. Um, I'm pretty sure it's they find out that Sifo Diaz was the one that uh, he was the one that was with. Jedi Tyrannus was yeah, that? Yeah, so I, I can't quite remember what it is, but basically for whatever reason... Sifo Diaz was the one that was alive and that they could talk to to find out what actually happened. So, okay, so as as far as I'm aware, I think, it just, I think it just goes into a hard opener. So the hard opener is that 
the Jedi clo- and the clones have come across this signal out of nowhere, like a, a Jedi uh, ship signal that how like they had no idea why it's there, they have no idea who it is or, or what it's about. And yeah, they send out a, a reconnaissance ship. team to go and find out, and they find that it's uh, General Master Sifo-Dyas's ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then they find a, his lightsaber, and they're like, "Hmm, this is this is odd. Sifo-Dyas died years ago." The reason Master uh, General Master Sifo-Dyas is important is because in Attack of the Clone Wars, the the movie, Obi-Wan goes follows um, Boba Fett, Jango Fett, whichever one it is, uh, Jango Fett, sorry, follows Jango Fett to Kamino to talk to the clones, mm-hmm. and he uncovers this clone army, and the clone says, "Ah, the clones were put into order by a General Master, Master Sifo-Dyas, mm-hmm. who ordered the creation of the Clone Wars of the Clone Army." Sorry. Army. Yoda knows nothing about this. No Jedi knows anything about this. It's sort of a secretive thing that seems to have just appeared out of nowhere and then seems to really help the Republic. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. well, great. We've got an army. You know, we can fight Let's the Separatists it. now when we need it, which then obviously is what that movie's all about. But it's sort of just breathed o- breezed over the fact that it's about this General Master Sifo-Dyas and like, where did that come from? So this whole episode sort of explains it. So as I say, there's a, there's a reconnaissance team. They sort of like find the this this ship. They then re- it's Plo Koon is the Jedi who finds it. He then reports back. They're sort of looking at it and they're going through all their records and it's it's this whole thing. And then there's a Chancellor, whatever his name is, that leads them and says that his right hand man was 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 with them, and that there are all these issues and just basically the whole story doesn't make sense. There's lots yeah. of things that just don't add up. So then. Obi-Wan and Anakin are sent to investigate and they find out that Master Sifo-Dyas was investigating a something or other on on this planet. They go to the planet. They find the remains or a necklace from somebody else who again it wasn't it wasn't Sifo-Dyas. It was this whole it's a, it's a huge red herring. I'm I'm saying a lot of words that don't mean anything. It's a red herring story, okay? So they end up Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker end up on the Pike Syndicate, which is a drug lord sort of alien yep. planet. And they say that they have a prisoner there that they were told to keep quiet from uh, because of a Lord Tyrannus. And it's the first yes. time that they're learning about Lord Tyrannus, which we all know to be Count Dooku. Mm-hmm. And then the prisoner... I'm just going to play the scene because otherwise I'm going to like gas it up even more. Prisoner is this crazy, crazy old man, but he basically, again, gets them so, so close to finding out everything. Yeah, that find out that it's basically Count Dooku that ordered the Yeah, Count Dooku then shows up, force chokes him, kills him, and you don't find out. But I'll just play that for you. Oh, oh! Serve? My my babies. This is the crazy old man. He's eating bugs. We might have a problem here. This is Count Dooku arriving on the ship to then come and kill the guy to kill off the lead, basically. I'm here. Just skip it forward, because otherwise. No, 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 this is my home. I can't leave my friends. You were traveling with Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas. Tell us what happened to him. <laughs> okay, so what I was trying to explain earlier, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas did die. He was killed, I think, by Count Dooku. And this was his, uh, the current chancellor at the time's right-hand man who was with him but escaped and then got caught up by the pikes and imprisoned. 
Siphodius. He, he, he died. Died, 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 died. Tricked we were. The bikes are not to be trusted. Oh, no, 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 no. But the bikes were not the ones. No, no, the bikes were not the reason. So now we see Count Dooku walking towards Who the cell. Who is responsible? Someone powerful. Someone who who wanted to be Cyphodius. So this is how Count Dooku then impersonated Cyphodius to then order the clone I clone on Why? All is deception. <laughs> Can't you see? Because because And then he gets force choked. And then you have no more. You have no more than that. The loose end is tied yeah, the up. The loose end is dead. So yeah, so this is like, it's a bit of a confusing episode and you might need to watch it a couple times and I've done a horrible job at explaining it and I do apologize. But season six, episode 10, Cypher DS, go watch it. It sort of explains again how just filling in more information for the movies about how close the Jedi came to unraveling things, but also how hard and fast the opposition Count Dooku, Lord Sidious sort of acted in order to cover up their loose ends and make this whole thing work out. Well, that's uh, it. It's it, because Anakin and, well, I think it's Obi, go to Palpatine to ask for permission to go and investigate. So then he all, yep. well, then he's like that, Dooku, get your ass over there, they're investigating. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. So you'd have thought they would have known that they had a leak, but hey-ho. Yeah. It's, it's it's just one of those ones. But yeah, all of season six, all those episodes are sort of just explaining the Clone Wars, the movie, a little bit better and giving yeah. them sort of reasons for, for that. And then also Revenge of the Sith, sort of how, how it all happened and how close they were to unraveling it. Um, so yeah. But then we move on to the final season, which is season seven. And to be honest, you can watch all of season seven and you'll get a lot of good episodes. But I'm pretty really- sure I watched it all. The only yeah. ones that I didn't really enjoy were the were the, the Ahsoka ones. With the, ones. Sis- with the sisters? Yeah. Yeah. So like, those I like, so the first episode, so from episode It's bad batch. One through Oh to shit, eight. right. We didn't we got that one wrong. Fives wasn't uh the one that was in prison, that was Echo. Uh, Echo. Echo was imprisoned. Fives was Fives was just one of the clones that witnessed the clone having the breakdown, I think. Oh, uh, okay. All so right. We, but okay. there we go. We cleared that. It's it's our clone that yeah okay yeah, but, yeah. One, so yeah. season seven episode one through to eight are like watch them if you want to but you don't have to. The main reason they're all there is because they're setting up characters that are then going to be in the Bad Batch TV show. Yeah. So I, that's enjoy, I enjoyed the first four. Yeah, that's why you'd watch those. But if not, it's not really anything. But season seven episode nine, ten, eleven, and twelve are the the king of like the episodes for the fall what i what i'm gonna call the fall of the jedi and order 66 so we have old friends not forgotten so you have anakin skywalker and obi-wan kenobi must decide whether to help ahsoka pursue maul or rescue palpatine so it's it's literally like we're like talking like days we're days before order 66 happens yeah. and you've got darth maul who's in the comic book he's escaped prison and all this sort of stuff he's back sort of in and around mandalore and he's causing chaos in in mandalore and with the crime syndicate and all that you've got ahsoka who's now separated from the jedi who is helping bo katan who's the ginger who's again trying to get mandalore and defeat maul and sort of clear everything up 
So you have Ahsoka and Bo-Katan who are sort of teamed up, which again sets up going forward when in the Mandalore TV show, when Bo-Katan says, yes, I know of a Jedi who can help you. Her name's Ahsoka Tano. She can be found on this planet. This is where they became such good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have Obi-Wan and Anakin who are literally just about to sort of get ready to go off to their separate planets and Anakin's about to fight with Mace Windu and catch, you know, ca- ca- uh, try to capture Chancellor Palpatine and then he gets turned into Darth Vader. So this is like literally like a couple days before all that happens. So episode nine is sort of the, the setup of all that, getting everyone into different positions. But you also get the last time you'll ever see... Um, I think it's this episode. Maybe it's nine, maybe it's not. You have, yeah, you have um anakin and ahsoka meet up again this was and, uh, along with rex yeah so yeah, you have all the clones are yeah all oh, the man. clones okay so so yeah so the the, the the sort of the council the council approves that like that they will inter intervene on mandalore so mm-hmm. um anakin and Ahsoka meet up, and Anakin gives Ahsoka the the command of Rex and his troops, which is literally like who Ahsoka was basically friends and family with from before. So Rex and the whole battalion paint their helmets to 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 symbolize and show Ahsoka's like face, her tattoos, her skin color from her like species, whatever she is, um, mm-hmm. on their helmets, and you get this really heart touching moment. And then Anakin gives Ahsoka her, her lightsabers back. And they're sort of in agreement that she's not returning as a Jedi, but she is sort of going to be helping the Jedi in this um, and sort of like take down uh, Mandalore, take down Maul and the the Red Death Watch and sort of get everything back to back to normal. Darth Maul, in the meantime, sort of starts losing. So then he hides in the sewers. Excuse me. And then the end of episode nine is Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tanu sort of, you know, meeting and sort of moving into episode 10. Um, so it's kind of just like a hot start, getting everybody placed exactly where they need to be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We then have the Clone Wars uh, sort of coming to an end, but we have Ahsoka and Darth Maul fighting in the sewage, sewage tunnels. We then have Obi-Wan keeps butting in here and there saying that, you know, he's he's close to capturing General Grievous and that he's going to end the, the war soon. Um, Darth Maul uh, gets overthrown, but keeps on managing to escape here and there. But basically all of Death Watch are pretty much done at this point. Ahsoka and Bogatan have sort of like taken over the planet and are, and are all good. We then have Ahsoka and Darth Maul having a long conversation in the throne room about what's going to happen and about what Darth Maul has seen in his visions. And I think I'm going to play that so that we can hear some of that because this is, again, another one of those really close moments. Darth Maul is basically telling Ahsoka Tanu that Palpatine's plan is in Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker plays a huge role in what Palpatine needs and what his plan needs to be. Darth Maul doesn't know exactly what the plan is still. He doesn't know exactly all the details but he's piecing it together he's trying to tell ahsoka and trying to say that if we team up if you and me join together we can beat them and we can sort of rule which is a which is a standard sort of sith bad guy sort of way of going in star wars is they're trying to always say like we can be the ones in look we've predicted we found out how they're gonna try and beat everyone we can be the ones to do it first and then we'll be in power and it's just it just sucks but 
It's really interesting, Ahsoka and Darth Maul talking, so I'll just play that. Oh, no. You are the one that I used to speak with. This is Darth Maul and Ahsoka. Cast out of your order. I left voluntarily. Yes, but you were motivated to leave by the hypocrisy of the Jedi Council. We were both tools for greater powers. I am here to bring you to justice. Justice is merely the construct of the current power base. A base which, according to my calculations, is about to change. And Darth Sidious is behind it? He is behind everything. In the shadows, always, but soon, very soon. He will reveal himself. With your help, the Jedi can stop Sidious before it's too late. Too late? For what? The Republic to fall? It already has, and you just can't see it. There is no justice. No law, no order, except for the one that will replace it. The time of the Jedi has passed. They cannot defeat Sidious. But together, Here we go. you and I can. She genuinely thinks about this. Was this from episode Choice 10? you have yeah. made yeah. has led you to this. And he's reaching out his hand. Standard. Anyway, so you, you get all of that, like, nice, nice dialogue, and then sort of, like, going back and forth. You know, he reaches out his hand, which is the only mistake that he makes, because in general, Darth Maul is convincing Ahsoka here, I think. I think mm -hmm. that Ahsoka is genuinely thinking about it. They need to partner up to try and stop what is happening. She needs his help because he knows so much from the dark side of it and he needs her help because you know she's like an awesome jedi yeah she's um, powerful so yeah that the hand is outstretched and it's it's a long moment she's thinking about her choice i will help you but you must answer one question you have but to ask what do you want with anakin skywalker <sighs> this yeah is the key everything to bring balance to the force to destroy he has long been groomed for his role as my master's new apprentice you lie I'm afraid not in fact I was so certain of his fate that I orchestrated this war to lure him here with Kenobi to kill him Thus depriving Sidious of his prized pupil. I know Anakin. That's the vision it. is flawed. I so then we're going into a fight scene. So yeah, just to cover what Maul said there. So yeah, so he started like when he escaped from prison and that whole comic book that I was on about, he started this back up because again, he's been having these visions. He knows of Sidious's plans. He learns of Anakin Skywalker's importance. So because now sort of Sidious once again has taken everything away from him, he's now sort of got revenge. He already got his revenge kind of on Obi-Wan. Like for sure, he still wants yeah. to kill Obi-Wan. Like that's still his goal. But right now he just wants to fuck up Sidious's plans because of everything that he did and ruined his life over. Yep. Um, 
And yeah, and he tells Ahsoka the truth here. But obviously Ahsoka's like Anakin's what former Padawan and like they're really close, right? Yeah, she and was she blinded. Yeah, she couldn't possibly believe what he's saying. And also she's not gonna help a guy whose sole goal is to kill her like best friend, basically. Yeah. Um and then we get this fight scene. And the reason that this fight scene is so damn good and so damn important is because the actor, Ray Park, who played Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace, is actually the one fighting as Darth Maul in the cartoon here. So what they did was a little bit of movie magic. They got Ray Park and another actor whose name I'm completely blanking on to play Ahsoka, but she's she's phenomenal. And they basically put them in these mocap suits with lots of ping pong balls all over them, and they made them fight. And they choreographed this scene ahsoka and darth maul fighting and then they put that into the animation they track the movements they enhance some of the jumps and flips and whatnot but in general this is literally darth maul fighting just in cartoon version uh-huh it's uh, ashley Eckstein is there we go ashoka. Ash- is ahsoka okay great um so yeah so they they go into the fight and it's amazing ahsoka barely sort of wins she does get away with it but not entirely Darth Maul, they have this, they end up in the rafters of this city that's sort of a big dome sort of thing. And uh, Darth Maul eventually does fall once again to Ahsoka. Um, and then she like captures him and holds him. And that's the end of that episode, The Phantom Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Shattered, which is episode 11. And this is so, the one. You found um, it? Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm playing sounds too early there. So Shattered, so these last two episodes, this is where I will be crying because so much stuff keeps happening in these ones. But opening up, basically, ah- Ahsoka and Bo-Katan have sort of like, you know, the, the, the Civil War has come to an end. Bo-Katan's team has won. They're sort of going to, you know, rebuild from here. Rebuild but obviously, board. yeah, but the political issue is, though, is that they did have Repub- the Republic's help and there's clone mm-hmm. troopers there now and the people sort of don't know who's going to lead. Ahsoka leaves Bo-Katan with the Darksaber, I believe. Um, I want to say I'm right there. I think yeah, she Bo- does. Yeah, Bo-Katan's got the Darksaber. Yeah, and then what you then see in the Mandalore TV show, Skipping Head, is that issues with this and whatever is going to happen is that, again, the rule of Mandalore and the Darksaber is that you have to beat the previous owner in trial by combat to basically claim... You have to kill them. So you, mm-hmm. li- you can't be given the Darksaber. So Ahsoka gives Bo-Katan the Darksaber, but then she's sort of like a fake ruler in the eyes of her people, I think. It doesn't explain that in this episode, but that's what's going to happen down the line. Um, so Ahsoka and Bo-Katan part ways. Ahsoka has Rex and all of her clone troopers on a cruiser heading back to the Jedi Temple with Darth Maul, with Maul yep. to try and get everything sorted, everything under underway. And as they're being transported... Order 66 happens, and we see Darth Maul, who is in this imprisoned sort of Mandalorian Jedi prison thing that doesn't allow him to use the Force or move at all. It's sort of like a full-body sort of casket, basically. And we see Order 66 happen, and then this heartbreaking moment where, you know, Ahsoka's feeling something is wrong in the Force. Darth Maul knows something is wrong in the Force. And then we have Rex, who is, like, the best and most amazing clone trooper fighting with all his heart and power and everything that he has not to try and to kill Ahsoka. To, to Ahsoka yeah. He like literally is pointing a gun at her and he's shaking and a single tear like comes down his face and it like this just goes to show that even Rex who is like the biggest friend of the Jedi and of Ahsoka 
that the inhibitor chip still fucks him over where he has to pull the trigger. He does yeah, manage yeah. to hold off to for f- a few seconds. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, gonna to play the audio because I think it's worth like having in Listen this episode. To. But uh, yeah, it's visually, this is just like, it's, it's heartbreaking. Okay, so this is Ahsoka starting to get visions and Darth Maul starting to get visions. Rex receiving the order. Ahsoka Rex. then walks into the room. It's Anakin. I feel like something terrible has happened. And Rex is now fully shaking. Rex? No. I'll do it. Rex, what's happening? Stay back! Find him. Find him. Fives. Find him! Fives! Yeah, so the, all he managed to get out is find him, Fives, Fives knows, find him. Um, and that's him alluding back to the episodes in season six where Fives was the one who found out about the chips or whatever and the inhibitor mm-hmm. chips and Rex kind of knew about this and he's suddenly realizing that this is what the purpose was for. So anyway, they attack. Um, Ahsoka manages to get away and then her whole plan is basically she, she breaks Maul out. Yeah. Um, and we have a nice piece of dialogue there, so I'm going to play that. So this is Ahsoka breaking Maul out of the prison that he is in. And my Wi-Fi is loading. I got the buffer in. Got the buffer in. Don't make me regret this. <laughs> You survived. Is this your doing? Choose your words carefully. No, no, it was not my doing. I do not know what has occurred, but surely you have felt it. The voices crying out. (coughs) The death. The clones turned against me. Even Rex. I don't know why they just suddenly warned themselves. understand i'm not here to anyway i'm gonna stop it there but yeah so darth maul generally didn't know about the plan but obviously figures it out once everything ahsoka says it all kind of clicks 
he's then like, great, you and me will team up, we'll go take down Darth Sidious. And she's like, nope, you're just my distraction. You're, you're just a decoy. She literally just lets him out so that he can go and cause chaos on the ship so that he, mm-hmm. so that Ahsoka can try and get Rex and sort of figure out what she's going to do. So that's literally what happens. Darth Maul sort of just runs around sort of causing chaos, trying to like, you know, survive. And then Ahsoka comes across uh, some droids who help him out and she finds Five's file. So I'll play that now. So this is Ahsoka finding out all about Fives and sort of the investigation as to what happened with the inhibitor chip. Um, first and foremost, I'll just say I, I apologize for our listeners if you don't like listening to these sort of clips secondhand. But in all honesty, it's it's just the best way of sort of giving you all the information as fast as I can without mm-hmm. me butchering what's happening. So, um, yeah, uh, but I, ho- I hope you're enjoying this episode. Okay, so this is Ahsoka with the droids trying to find all the information on Fives. Okay, Rex, what am I looking for? An independent investigation confirmed that the cloud trooper CT-5555 experienced a malfunction with his inhibitor chip. Both the Senate Committee and the Jedi Council have accepted these findings. However, a grievance report was filed by CT-7567. R7, bring up that report. It's Rex. It's sealed? Try Anakin's passcode. 8108. I already know this report's gonna fall on deaf ears. But I owe it to Fives to record what I saw. I'm not sure I believe it myself, but... There's a possibility that the inhibitor chips the Kaminoans put inside us... ...have a purpose that we don't yet fully understand. Okay. There we go. So, yeah, so once again, you're finding, you're finding, it's obviously too late now, but Ahsoka is now finding out about the inhibitor chips, which I think got played off as it's just sort of inhibitor chips are there to, like, help the clones be more responsive to sort of Jedi's orders and sort of yeah, commands and them fall make them order. be good soldiers. But obviously the main reason was for Order 66. So just to double, double back on what we've previously said. So, Fives is definitely the one that was experiencing a problem with his inhibitor chip, but Echo is the one that was kidnapped by the Separatist and plugged in as a machine to be yeah. used for the tactical sort of um, battles and whatnot. And those like those two clones do coincide in certain like in in those episodes. But it is definitely Fives that has the issue with the inhibitor chip and sort of finds out about it, and then is obviously covered up by Chancellor Palpatine and all the rest of it. So anyway, next thing that happens is the Ahsoka then takes um, Rex, gets captures him, knocks him out, puts him in a med bay, and finds the inhibitor chip and removes mm-hmm. the inhibitor chip so that he can then like be himself. He's himself and, again. Yeah, and that's the end of that episode. And then the very last one is victory and death, and this is the one where you literally do end up crying in certain parts because it's just so damn like sad. Um, but victory and death is all about. Again, I'm not going to speak too long on this one because there's not too, too much really to say about it. But it's basically Ahsoka and and uh, Rex escape. Um, the ship is going to... Comes out of hyperspace early. It's going to crash into this... Um, what do you call snowy, it? Snowy, snowy uh, yeah, planet, Yeah, right? a, a snowy planet. And um, yeah, so uh, uh, Darth Maul gets away, uh, which then leads into his storyline into Rebels as to where he goes and what he ends up doing. Um, Rex and Ahsoka managed to get away, but unfortunately, obviously, like, it's sad because all of 
her friends and all of Rex's men are like now shooting at Rex and Ahsoka because they assume that Rex is now a traitor. They obviously yep. can't help what they're doing because the inhibitor chip. So Ahsoka's trying to keep as many of them alive as possible, but also like Rex is sort of understanding that you know that they're trying to kill us now, so there's nothing that we can do, and he's he's really upset by it. So I'll just play one little voice thing again just to add to the emotion of this sort of whole thing. So this is like Ahsoka is like talking to Rex and understands that something is clearly like wrong, um, and he's hiding They're behind his helmet. Many. Besides, I don't want to hurt them. I hate to tell you this, but they don't care. This ship is going down, and those soldiers, my brothers, are willing to die and take you and me along with them. Very emotional scene as I'm obviously just giving you a clip here, but Ahsoka then like reaches forward, takes off Rex's helmet, and you see that he's like crying under it. You're a good soldier, Rex. So is every one of those men down there. They may be willing to die, but I am not the one who is going to kill them. And that once again shows like Ahsoka's like, like her. just 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 Take her in a nutshell is. is that even though she knows that they're like programmed right Trying now to, to like kill, kill her, her, she still won't like take innocent lives. Like she just she she really is like embodies everything that the Jedi should have been. So yeah, so then during their escape, they have to do this and that. Maul then escapes. Like Ahsoka has to let him sort of go. Um, the ship is then crashed, like basically the, the engines and whatnot have been sabotaged by Maul, so the ship is going down. Uh, Soka and Rex manage to escape into a um, into a little like separate ship until it, until it crash lands. And then the rest of this episode is purely visual, okay? So the smoke sort of clears, we see Ahsoka and all of these helmets. All these helmets on rifles dug into shallow graves. Like she basically they found all the men because they all died apart from her and Rex. They give they bury them all and they put their helmets on their rifles as sort of their tomb posts, if you will, tombstones, whatever. And obviously all the helmets have been painted with her face on them. So it's this very strong visual, like sad scene of like death. And then Ahsoka basically lays down her lightsabers with them. And that's sort of her final, like, she understands that she has to go into hiding now because obviously all the Jedi are outlawed, so having lightsabers hunted. isn't going to be good. Luckily for her, she is technically not a Jedi at this point, but she, yeah, leaves her lightsabers. And then we cut from that Ooh. into, like, a quick time lapse, and then this shuttle lands and arrives, and this is obviously some time later, and it's Darth Vader now. So obviously Anakin now Darth Vader walking towards all these helmets. Some of them are still there. Some of them are completely covered in snow, but you still see them. And then he walks up to these lightsabers. He bends down, picks them up, and that's sort of him finding her lightsabers. And I guess his assumption is that she died here. This is what yeah. this her being this this sort of her gravesite with all the faces painted like them. But it's just visually, it's just stunning seeing Darth like Vader like walk up to these lightsabers and then ignite them, and it's this short little blue lightsaber. And then also there's especially this owl. when he's in the the Darth Vader suit yeah, holding yeah. the and you just the hear the breathing lights. and there's no talking about it. And there's this owl that's floating around in the sky, which again is something that leads into Rebels. Um, 
and yeah it's just like it's just a beautiful cinematic way to end it all but i think that way more than the movies ever did like the movies were were great and sort of showed order 66 but i think that this really like adds to the pain of what order 66 actually meant for the clone troopers and the jet because they were like best friends right they even rex even the best best. side by side throughout the clone wars together exactly um it all sort of leads into this so um yeah so that's that's all the clone wars the essential episodes um what were your sort of overall thoughts do you think it's worth people watching or definitely definitely i liked what you did you know you gave me the breakdown of all the the most important episodes uh because then even like the episodes with yoda and you know him figuring out how to be a ghost um yeah after his death and like even just like kind of little sidetrack stories that aren't really a part of the main plot i enjoyed those as well um just going quickly uh it was actually there isn't a name for the the, it was a moon they crashed on there isn't actually a name for it it's okay so it's between mandalore and coruscant okay just a little bit of makes sense a little bit of not everyday knowledge that you can can come across uh but i think it would definitely give me now if i was to watch uh attack of the clones Mm -hmm. i would have like a much better viewing of it because i can i now know everything else that's going on in the background yeah so it's like it's just extra content that you can like you know you know what's happening at this point like i mean yeah also for our uh i mean the main reason we got you watching this was for our sort of star wars um march madness going forward but hopefully from at least watching the clone wars i would hope to pull out characters like obviously darth maul ahsoka ventress i loved ventress yeah rex i thought ventress um echo Obviously, yeah. using bad yeah. I think as well, I think but... we're gonna have to like pick. We're gonna have to be really close with it because obviously there's the Mandalorian TV show and all this sort mm-hmm. of stuff. So it it could be could be difficult. Maybe we'll have to do like a bigger one, like a thirty-two for the expa- expanded for one, one and, yeah. and get that going. Yeah, because you've got obviously the clone. You then got the solo. You got yeah. Rogue One. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna yeah. We'll probably have to do a bigger one. We'll probably have to do a thirty-two bracket rather than a sixteen bracket. Um, uh-huh. There's also Cad Bane. Who's like another bounty hunter sort of dude? Who I don't know. I don't think I know if I gave you any of his episodes, but he's like a really badass character in the Clone Wars. What was his name? Cad Bane. He's also spoilers. He's also shows up in the Bad Batch. Oh wait, no, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, he has an awesome look and an awesome voice to him. Um, But uh, yeah, anyway, so I think we should probably wrap up this episode. It's been a it's been a long one again. Uh, thank you so much for for listening to this all and again i hope you you all enjoyed it uh the list of the clone wars episodes uh, reese's essentials if you want i can post but i will quickly just fly through them so you can listen and write them down if you so wish so season one it's just episode nine season two it's episode 12 13 14 season three it's episode 12 13 14 15 16 17 Season 4, it's 19, 21, 22. Season 5 is 1, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Season 6 is 1, 2, 3, 4, and 10. And Season 7 is 9, 10, 11, 12. So those are my essentials, which I gave John to watch um, to get as good of a storyline as to what's happening behind the scenes throughout the Clone Wars. And uh, yeah, we'll post it to the Instagram, which is at pineappletheory underscore podcast. Um, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, John? That's pretty much it, yeah. If I hit the outro music. Yeah. 
It's been All a right. good one. We How's finally finished. We finally finished Clone Wars. We did. On to is it Rebels or Bad Batch next? We'll go Rebels and Bad Batch. We'll sort of I'll I'll, I'll okay. do an essential list for those. But uh, yeah, okay. yeah, thank you so much for listening. I've been one of your hosts, Reese. You stay classy, San Diego. My co-host and John. We shall see you, fucking later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.